0: You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a
1: way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome back to what we watch—the podcast where we discuss and deep dive into some of the latest movies, shows, as well as upcoming news in the film industry. Today, we're going to be talking about Kong versus Godzilla versus Kong, sorry, and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, episode three. So, first, let's talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just because it's more fresh in my mind, and I'm more surprised by episode three than I was by Godzilla. Um, I thought this episode was a lot better than episode 2. I honestly would just like to get episode 2 out of my mind completely. I don't think we really need... There wasn't much that even happened in it anyways for me to really be like, oh, i got to reflect on what happened then. I really just want to pretend it didn't happen because episode 3, they were really in their groove.
0: Episode 3 was great. So many good moments. And yeah, because episode 2 overall... Didn't push the story forward really at all. No, It's not like we learned that much about the characters. I guess the power broker was, you know, um, brought into play. We yeah. got a little bit of background on Carly Morganthau, a little bit more background on John Walker. Mm-hmm. But it's like there was nothing big enough to where it's like, like I, I don't even know if I'd wanna rewatch that episode. No, like, I agree. And you John know?
1: Walker is still an unlikable douchebag in episode three. He is. But he doesn't have nearly as much screen time as he does in episode two, which I really liked. And I didn't no. think Zemo would be that much of a character for me to like in this show, but I was totally proven wrong with the new episode. I thought he was really good in it, and he was a little bit different, too, but, I mean, there's no problem with that because we didn't really know him in Civil War, so no. he can be a rich dude and, you know, have some swagger to him, a and Baron. that's totally fine with me.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, like you said, we didn't get any of his, like, real backstory. We knew he was from Sokovia. Yeah. We knew his family died. Yeah, and, but, and like he was that special was, and he was Special Forces. And he Special Forces, but yeah. it's, like, it was really cool, and, like, he brought the group together, in my opinion. Like, him... Yeah. And Sam and Bucky, like that trio, it works. And what's for me. your name? Uh, uh, Sharon Carter.
1: Yeah, Sharon Carter. I mean, yeah, having characters that we already knew that helped not like that helped divert the focus uh, from being Sam and Bucky really made Sam and Bucky shine more when yeah. they did have lines. Yeah. No, I agree. I thought Sam's overall dialogue was far less cringy and just seemed to flow a whole Mm -hmm. lot better, like, when I watched this episode, I'm like, oh yeah, these are characters that have been on screen together, they have chemistry. Yeah. Episode two felt like they, this is the first time they've ever been in Marvel. This didn't feel like they were actual characters. It
0: felt super forced, it felt, like, it felt like you could tell it was a script, you know, when you watch a TV show or movie, you want it to feel like it's natural, like, that's what good actors do, is they make it seem, they take away, like, you know, the scriptedness of it, and make it feel natural. Yep. Episode 2, and even parts of episode 1, didn't have that. Whereas this felt real. The comedic moments hit. Like, I thought there were some pretty good moments in terms of just, like, pure comedy. And, yeah, the intense moments, the action, oh, was
1: was great, too. Action was so much better than I mean, anything we got from the last two episodes.
0: Sharon Carter's fucking kicking ass in Madripoor was, like... One of my favorite moments in a Marvel, badass. yeah, in in a Marvel like series entirely. Like yeah. she was really cool in that, and yeah, not what I was expecting at all.
1: Yeah, they really upped the the violence in Episode Three, which I was surprised by. Um, but, yeah, because it's Disney. That that yeah. was like why I was almost surprised about because they showed a lot. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, almost everything hit in Episode Three. Uh, no real complaints. I was actually shocked that we got an explanation about. The super soldier serum for that's been perfected mm. that yep. actually is supposed to make you look like an average person doesn't yep. change your physical you know visual attributes it doesn't make you look like a jack dude like Steve Rogers and Bucky are so I didn't think we we're gonna get that explanation we actually get I didn't it either. it doesn't make sense though. I think it's fucking stupid but at least it's an explanation
0: yeah and I guess because we were talking about this before it's like. I feel like most people wanna look kinda of jacked. Yeah. But at the same time, it it benefits the person because it's like you can fly into the radar. Yeah. I feel like a lot more. You see Steve Rogers and you're like, fuck, like well, I don't want to mess with this guy.
1: And I was gonna say, I mean, a super soldier serum, I get it, is already there's not a lot of explained science but no. it, Like it's already unrealistic. No. I understand that, but I would all I, I still think a super soldier serum is more realistic when you look jacked as shit like Steve Rogers does then it makes sense when you have a five foot six girl who, you know, uh-huh. is just an average looking person and she yeah. can throw someone around who has a vibranium arm like he's nothing. Uh-huh. Like, it just still makes less sense to me when it, they say that it doesn't change anything physically about you. It just uh-huh. makes you a lot stronger yeah. on the inside. I don't get that still.
0: No, I would agree because it's it almost makes it seem like magical. Yeah. Almost, you know. Exactly. Whereas like you can you can rationalize like sci fi science when yeah you see the physical changes you're like I mean he's jacked so yeah. obviously he should be able to do a lot of this stuff and then it's just he's even more enhanced whereas yeah, it just it was not the same
1: yeah I agree um, but overall I, I think one of my favorite scenes too that we got from this episode uh, was the the prison break I really like that and kind of Bucky's narrative as he was uh-huh. breaking Zemo out I really like that I love Zemo's intro in this show Um, and I'm really curious kind of about the purple mask and the little easter eggs that we got from him in this episode I'm curious to see where he ends up in the future, because episode 2 at the end of episode 2, I almost didn't give a fuck about where this show was going and then episode 3, I was actually really curious to see what happens to Zemo
0: yeah, no I am too, because again, like we said, his character they've already developed him so much in this episode, it's like so many more storylines are available now with him included, with him involved, mm-hmm. and yeah, just the fact that he's rich is cool. It helps drive the story a lot because it gives them access to resources that they wouldn't have since before he was just working as like a like a contractor for the military, yeah, and, I, and didn't have you know the ability to just go to like Madripoor,
1: yeah. And, and I said it before; he's kind of he kind of reminds me of a Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. but like if Bruce Wayne, you know, went to a different path, like, you know, kind of more of a villain path, because yeah. he's very rich like Bruce Wayne, he's got, mil- not military experience like Bruce Wayne, but he has, you know, skills like Bruce Wayne does. And, like,
0: just tactical brilliance, you know, like, uh uh-huh. like figuring out, um, you know, in the fight scene, the way that he was, like, fighting those guys was really yeah. cool, and, like, you know. Using all of the surroundings to using like his, his advantage, using the resources available. And
1: both characters lost their families, but Zemo acted on it in a negative light, whereas mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne acted on it in a positive way. So, and you know they hate. They both have butlers, uh, but yeah, it was really good. I mean, him, Sam, and Bucky worked really well together, and there's really not a lot I can complain about. Especially since I had so much to complain about with Episode Two. Yeah. I really just wanted to have a you know, no problems and be able to relax with this and just, you know, feel confident that I'm watching something that won't let me down because usually Marvel doesn't. And I really felt that when I was watching this episode.
0: Yeah, it definitely brought, yeah, brought this whole series into a new life for me because I was, yeah, I was like you, pretty, pretty down on it, mm-hmm. at least coming off of it. But we're at the halfway point now and I can... Feel confident that the storyline, as long as Zemo remains in it, I feel yeah. like it can it can stay pretty pretty positive. Pretty. I agree. Pretty good. I
1: still have I still I'm still confused about the power brokers and the flag smashers. I, there's a lot that needs to be cleared up. A lot. And I really don't care much about them either, which is a big problem. Like uh-huh. when when these um, factions have this much mystery to them you at least need to make them interesting, and I don't think any of the characters or anything that they've done as of yet has interested me at all. No. I, I guess I'm curious as to why they have this enhanced serum and what they're planning on doing with it. But The
0: Power Broker is a little bit more straightforward for me. I wish we would have gotten to see him. I mean this episode is even named after the Power Broker. Like this is called Power Broker, the episode. Yeah. And it's like we didn't even see him. Yeah. He was brought up a couple of times when they were in their magic board, but it's like, it would have been a good... This would have been a good time to reveal who he it was and give some some backstory on him, at least. Yeah. And we got a little bit more backstory on Carly, Morgenthau, and the Flag Smashers. You know, like, they didn't have anywhere to go. They were displaced after the blip, and they went to Majapur, and then yeah. somehow this, like, teenage girl stole a super soldier serum from mm-hmm. one of the most powerful, uh, you know, people in this violent... You know, city like mm-hmm. I, it just little things like that just seemed weird, and, like, and I just don't care enough I was gonna about. Say, I
1: didn't care because it was such a un such a non unique like explanation for an antihero. Like, yeah. we knew from the get go she wasn't gonna be like the ultimate villain. She was yeah. at some point we're gonna figure out she had the right intentions, and she's come from a bad background, and she's going to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah.
0: But the so, sad thing about that is that was obvious from, like, pre-show. Like, when we were yeah. talking about it, oh, like, that yeah. was, again, something that we covered. Like, oh, yeah. we knew that there was going to be some, like, conflict like that, because mm-hmm. there, there was no way that they are going to make this organization with their motives of, you know, trying to, like, help people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that they're going to make them bad. Yeah. And... I don't know. It's it's great. Like, I'm glad that they want you to be able to relate to the villains. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we don't have anyone to drive, like, the plot forward. Like, there's no no individual group that's, like, the big bad that, like, we're all going to have to team up against or, like, you know, everyone's going to have to rally around. Yeah, but I'm
1: kind of hoping in some way they incorporate it where Zemo does become the big baddie again. Yeah. Or is, in some way, takes charge... Or I don't know, but I, I I want I want the show to I want him to have a lot to do with the show moving forward, mm-hmm. and um, but yeah I know we don't really understand what the real conflict is we don't have a lot of interest in the real conflict which is a huge problem, but I'm at least happy to see that Bucky and Sam can shine in this show because that's that's the big thing that really matters. It does, uh, yeah. And I gotta say I loved. Everything about Madripoor, I loved all Super the dope city. in it. The city was dope, um, but I loved you know Sam's persona and Bucky's persona. Smiling Tiger, but, yeah. yeah, Smiling Tiger. But Bucky going having to play the role of the Winter Soldier again and hearing his theme in the background as he's going fucking, fucking ham, people. I know, was so dope. I mean, yeah, there is a lot that I was so relieved and happy to see in this episode.
0: It pretty much it exceeded my expectations in every category. The it action, did. the dialogue, the chemistry, the jokes—like it I would really. Say
1: though, going into the show, like if this was one of the first episodes, it wouldn't have exceeded my expectations. No, you're probably right. But from what we got in episode two, to see how low a Marvel you know show or movie could get, mm-hmm. yeah, it totally exceeded. My it expectations. was
0: it was on par at least, but I liked. I like that they brought in Sharon. I wish they'd almost done it sooner, but her yeah, intro was great. I'm really interested in her character, though, because I feel like she's going to have some more influence for the power broker. I think that she's working for the power broker mm. based off of the way based off the way she left yeah. at the end of the episode where she had, like, the driver and everything. And it just it felt like there's more to her story because she was pretty reluctant to take Sam's deal where she was going to be able to come back to the United States. Like, she didn't seem excited about that. She didn't seem relieved that like she was going to have an opportunity to go home. And I think that's because she's found power and a position here, and that includes the power broker. Now, I mean, how else would she have gotten this multi-million dollar art facility yeah. that she's running?
1: Yeah, storytelling-wise, there is a lot of reason to believe that she could have ties to the power brokers and be a bad guy. But I could also, I don't know, I also have problems believing that just because she's related to Peggy and Peggy was such a good guy. I mean, but that that could also support why she could be bad, because it would be kind of poetic to have Peggy be the ultimate hero, Mm -hmm. and then one of her descendants be, you know, a total villain. Well,
0: and and maybe not even necessarily a villain, but she just, she, while in Magipore, she understood that she had to take advantage of her situation and, like, her ability by teaming up or joining forces, basically, or just even working for a villain. I mean, like, yeah. she knew that she wasn't going to be able to survive here by herself, and so she knew that she had to use her abilities, like I said, for, I guess, bad, for evil, for the power mm-hmm. broker, to survive. I don't necessarily know if that means that she's a villain or if that means she's going to have... I just think it will makes her a more conflicting character because she's going to have to choose whether or not she's going to betray the power broker and potentially you know, risk being killed, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I just, I think it's more enticing to know, like, what her loyalties are gonna look like in Mm -hmm. the coming episodes. I
1: agree, yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes, um, but yeah, I'm just happy to see that, I'm happy to finally be excited about where the show is going, and want to see new episodes, because, yeah, for at least, for a good week, I was, I was not at all interested in watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, it took us what? It took us a couple days to actually watch episode three. Watched on really Sunday. Care.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I was very disheartened from two, mm-hmm. which really sucked. But, yeah, I, I feel confident moving forward. I don't Me have a well. problem with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about for that episode?
0: Oh, not really. I, Zemo's dancing scene was great. You know apparently, there's actually there's an extended, extended version. Uh, yeah. yeah. I want to. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I would too.
1: Yeah, but yeah, just good episode. Happy to see that they're back on the right track. Um, definitely have some things to clear up still. Yeah. About the villains, but yeah, I'm 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 excited about the show again. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. I had A good movie. A uh, fast movie. Very, Very fast paced. Very fast. Didn't have a huge problem with it because I did mostly <laughs> want to just get to the action but at the same time since there has to be scenes where people drive the plot forward it did bother me that a it was so fast paced that a lot of unrealistic things had to occur in so order for many things to just, things. you know to trim the fat and on top of that um, as those things were happening i didn't find those scenes with people like what's her na- uh, uh what's Eleven's name? Millie Bobby Brown Millie Bobby Brown I didn't really love the scenes with them in Not it. Not really. Um, and it's I kind of wish
0: It was it's the whole like idea like how how are they influencing the plot like right. at all? Like they right. That just doesn't make any sense that these three randos would
1: ever be able to have any actual effect on what's going on. I agree. And I just honestly wish that uh, Kyle Chandler um, his his character in this movie from the guy from Friday Night Lights yeah. I wish that he was more prominent in this movie like he was in King of the Monsters because there's a lot of problems with King of the Monsters but I thought his character in that movie was really good and it would just do better for tying in the trilogy and making it feel like more of a cohesive thing it would be nicer if he could have served as a more prominent role yeah. or if he could have been the person that um what's his name, Skarsgård, Bill Scarzgard. Uh,
0: yeah, he's a Scars guy, I don't know what it is. Or
1: Alexander Scars guy, one of the two. Mm-hmm. He could have even been that guy instead because he knew, like, everything in The King of the Monsters. Should have known
0: just as much, yeah.
1: I and, or them. even have
0: just been on that, like, mission with him, yeah. you know? That would have made more sense. Yeah, it would have. Someone from Monarch. Was anyone from Monarch even on that?
1: um I don't know if the chick was. was that. she Is she Monarch? uh She might have I think she was. I think that whole facility that was monitoring Kong was I think Monarch. I think you might be right. No, well, or was it Apex? I was
0: gonna say they might. I think it was Apex, probably. Okay, but regardless, it it would have been yeah, cool because
1: like you said, he was connected with the rest of the trilogy. So either way, it doesn't matter too much, just because the whole plot was really about Apex building a Mechagodzilla to you know control the world and be that that Alpha Predator or whatever. So it's not it's not that big of a deal. And I know that the future movies are supposed to be moving further away from people being in it. To where one day it's just about the monsters, which I'm actually fine with because the action was so fucking good in this movie. I loved all of the, I mean, you would think, okay, it's just a monster movie. There's only so much you can do. We've seen it all, but there's a lot that you can do in terms of directing and cinematography that really changes it up when you watch Kong and Godzilla go at it, where yeah. it was It was extremely entertaining to watch them fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was worried that just from watching all the trailers, I was going to see almost everything, but it was so nice to watch the movie because all the action felt new to me. It was great.
0: Well, and like we were talking about, like when it was happening... Godzilla was a completely different beast in this than it has been before. Yeah. So much quicker, like, the physics of the monsters
1: were a lot different.
0: The fight scenes were much more fast-paced, it felt like.
1: A lot more unrealistic, but, Well, you know.
0: I mean, it's these ginormous monsters that are taller than buildings in Hong Kong. But at least,
1: like, in the first Godzilla, they made it more, uh more realistic in the sense that the movements were a lot slower i mean i get that a beast the size of godzilla would sink through the ground but i mean at least yeah, I mean, they, they, stood,
0: they stood they on on aircraft aircraft, aircraft carrier. carrier
1: and that would have completely blown up but i still i mean they still made an effort to kind of make this you know relatable or the realism um i don't know this movie definitely was just about seeing two monsters go at it, so they kind of kicked out any realism that they had from the first movie, which is fine. I don't really care. It would have been a lot more boring if Kong and Godzilla were, like, basically in slow-mo. Yeah. So I didn't have a problem with it, um, and I thought this was definitely the best action um, monster-versus movie I've seen. Yeah. So...
0: It is It is kind of sad, though, because it would have been nice to get uh, more story... like. You know, we really didn't see a lot of like actual characters in it. I mean like No. That was definitely not the main point of this movie at no, all. Yeah, it did the bare minimum for I the mean characters. this was like yeah. This was basically right at what you're expecting coming into this yep. movie. And I mean that's one of the reasons why I was like okay with it, but I don't know how much like I'd wanna like rewatch it like over and over again. Oh, I re
1: it a good number of times, again just because it's so fast. And I can rewind shit if I really want to. I mean,
0: I guess it is just two hours. Not even two hours. Yeah, because
1: I do want to watch. I do want to rewatch a lot of the action scenes that were in it. And there were some really cool visuals, especially in the Hollow Earth, that I really liked. Um, I would have still preferred that this movie would be somewhere in the two hour, 15 minute range. That way, you know, as the plot progresses, I I would think the explanations for certain things would add up more. Mm -hmm. I mean, like. People have been talking about. There's no security at any point in this movie when Millie Bobby oh, Brown and God. the gang were walking through the facilities. Uh, they
0: literally they stormed
1: a top secret yeah. <laughs> laboratory and yeah. they got into like the headquarter. They got into like the main office and, and with King Ghidorah too, like his his conscious taking over. Mechagodzilla, I mean, we were just supposed to be like, okay, it's whatever, Well, sure, even more importantly, fine. them
0: getting the power source and then just, like, emailing, e- emailing it, the power source. Emailing the power yeah. source from the hollow earth up, and I then mean, there that so, activated Mechagodzilla. Right, there
1: were so many quick explanations that you can barely even consider as explanations no. that drive the plot forward. Uh, but, yeah, so I would have liked it to be longer for that reason, but I still thought, for what the movie was supposed to be... They did a great job at it.
0: Yeah. It... <laughs> I mean, I think that the... The axe... Like, when they, whenever Kong got the axe and whenever he was, like, sitting in his throne and everything like that, like, that was a great scene for me. But, like, the monsters just didn't have enough time outside of fighting, I don't think, that, like, was big enough moments, which there's not exactly a whole lot you can do with Godzilla, but Kong, like, him being able to talk or sign mm-hmm. language... Like, I wish we could have gotten some more of that as well. I some more dialogue, I guess, between the little girl and him. Yeah. Um, just moments like that that I think, yeah, if they would have had an extra 30 minutes yeah. in the movie, you could have seen more of that kind of stuff. I also
1: think if, in future movies, if they kick out people more, especially for Kong movies, it would make sense, if they are going to kick out those people, it would make sense for Kong to find another one of his species, that way they can do sign language like in Planet of the uh-huh. Apes. I
0: kind of wished... I, I really actually thought we were going to get that from... I did too. When he was going down to Hollow Earth. I was really hoping for that. I did too. And like a team up almost. That would have been Especially since we got really so cool. many
1: leaks that this movie was going to have a lot of moments from Kong's perspective. I was like, they're probably going to be able to pull that off by him talking to another creature. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that would have been perfect,
0: which... Again, that could be saving that for future movies, yeah. but it's like that is something that would be really good yeah. in in a future future film yep. because Hollow Earth clearly has lots of lots of different creatures down there. I mean, we yeah. saw they. They were uh, kind of. What's that one creature that we had in uh, Skull Island? The oh, skull crawlers. Uh, yeah, skull crawlers. Skull crawlers. It looked like those one things were like kind of like skull crawlers, but with wings mm-hmm. or something. Kind of like, like a snake. Like a snake,
1: yeah. yeah but we got skull crawlers too. We
0: also got skull crawlers. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm hoping that we're gonna see more in Hollow Earth with Kong, maybe another of his yeah, kind. Yeah, definitely will. Fighting, fighting some more creatures down there and taking over and becoming again. Because what it looked like, from to me at least, was they were basically like the kings of Hollow Earth. Yeah. You know, they had the throne room, they had this big, like, palace, basically, they yeah. had weapons, like, they seemed to run that shit, mm-hmm. so that's what I want to see, is them come back to power again down there. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and, you know, one thing that I want to talk about is the fact that Earth has a black hole, or, or a portal.
1: Yeah. In it? Like a wormhole, yeah.
0: I mean, that was just a... I feel like that was an unnecessary addition. I mean... To this. You You know what I'm
1: saying? It was unnecessary, but if they didn't have a wormhole, and you truly just fall through... Either way, it doesn't make sense. But if they didn't have a wormhole, and instead you're just falling through a long tunnel, and then you get to Hollow Earth, and it's got an atmosphere and a sun, like... It would make a lot less sense, but with a wormhole, I guess there's more mystery as to, I don't know.
0: I guess, but we still know that it's possible for them to just go straight through.
1: Yes. So because Godzilla. I would have just blow yeah. fire. What I was through. hoping
0: almost was just like uh, a really long cavern that was gonna have like different, either not necessarily traps, but like different creatures along the way that they're gonna have to fight off. Like they're gonna be going through this no, they're dark they're, cavern yeah. and they would get like ambushed. By, like, you know, some flying creatures or some type of, like, cavern. kind of get that, though, creatures. which kind of
1: dope. In the palace, when the we did. bat things were attacking we the people. That would have been cool. More moments like that. Because then, uh, a lot of times in this movie, your perspective for how big the monsters are, I think, changes. Because when Kong goes to the Hollow Earth, every he seems so small because everything is so big, but it's almost hard to wrap your head around how big everything is in the Hollow Earth. Um, Like It's hard to imagine buildings being that much larger than Kong. So when you see the bat things attacking the people, you're like, wow. Because then you get the perspective of the people. You're like, wow, this place is fucking huge. Oh, Kong was smaller
0: than the doors to the palace. He was a lot smaller than the doors. Considerably smaller,
1: yeah. Um, He looked like a tiny little ape in Hollow Earth Mm -hmm. so yeah moments like that would have been nice just to get a sense to a a perspective to feel how large Mm -hmm. everything is especially when like we were saying the action is a lot more fast paced like the punches are a lot quicker than they were in the last movies Um, it makes you think that the animals are smaller than they are Mm -hmm. so um, that would have been nice but again not a lot of complaints for the kind of movie that it was trying to be I really liked it um, and I would rewatch it Thought the directing was great, cinematography was great, action yeah. was great, CGI, all of it, so...
0: All of it, yeah, all of it satisfied my needs for the movie, for yeah. sure.
1: They definitely want these movies to be... They're they're progressively moving away from suspense that they got from the first Godzilla, and then they kind of had from Kong Skull Island, uh-huh. and moving towards what they did in King of the Monsters, but cut out all the stupid cringe humor and... Um, a lot of the moments they had from people in that movie, yeah. and make it more focused on the monsters. Uh-huh.
0: I mean, we saw Godzilla versus Kong fight in what the first like 20, 30 minutes, were on the like boat. That. Like, yeah. I mean, that scene wouldn't—I feel like—wouldn't have happened in a previous one. As nope. like, you know, it wouldn't get that much action like that.
1: No, but it also helps that we've already had a solo had. Godzilla, a solo Kong, and even. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters like we've got movies where it's just them in it uh-huh. um, to help build up something like this and speed up when we get to the action um, but yeah so yeah good movie good movie and I'm excited to see for future multi, uh, Monsterverse movies uh-huh. um, but yeah and yeah
0: we've got so uh, upcoming content we've got Mortal Kombat coming out later this month yep. uh, which I'm pretty psyched about I don't know a ton about the universe as a whole but it looks super violent it looks super uh aggressive mm-hmm. so then we're gonna see tons of action and some pretty gruesome deaths it looks like so if you guys are into that uh definitely tune back in for our episode covering that because we'll definitely be talking about it
1: and we got proper the winter soldier episode four we got episode Just four week. yeah so i'll be nice yep um but yeah it's that's it's about it for this month. Just Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then mm-hmm. upcoming Mortal Kombat. And I
0: don't think there's going to be a lot of May, but June and summer months should start picking things up again. At least with uh, with Marvel Monkey. content um, yeah. and Black Widow. So yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you guys updated though as things come in.
1: But yeah, stay tuned and keep up with our Twitter account. We'll, we'll continue to post about our future episodes as well as things happening outside of our episodes. So mm-hmm. thank you guys. Yep, thank you. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk.
0: You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a
1: word. Life,
0: uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way.